You're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. Shed Some Light, episode 222, coming to you on 222. 2, 23, 222, 23. 2223, two, 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 episode 222. How are you? Feeling a little blue. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it just didn't rhyme. <laughs> hey, we're back. Uh, on a Wednesday this week, right? Is today Wednesday? On a Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Wednesday. Uh, Short episode today for you. Also, last episode for like a week and a half, Jack is going on vacation. Yeah. Do you want to tell the people where you're going or you want to just... I'm going to my islands. (laughs) The Virgin Islands. Yeah. <laughs> My US, island. U.S. and British? Yeah. Nice. Mainly mainly Britain. Ah. I'm just going to rub it in their face that the fucking queen's dead. <laughs> like, suck it, you fucks. America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. What uh, What are you looking forward to on this, on this trip of yours? See, I was talking about this this morning with somebody. I, everybody keeps asking me, like, oh, like, are you excited for this trip? Mm-hmm. And, like... Yes and no. Okay, explain. It's going to be nice to, like, be in, like, warm weather and, like, not have to worry about anything and, like, relax and just, like, hang out. But I'm not looking forward to anything in, like, there's nothing that's, like, I can't wait to do X, Y, or Z. It's just, like, yeah, like, I'm just, I'm hanging out for, like, a week. I mean, you can't really beat that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, like, when we go to Ireland... Like, I'll be like, man, this is sick. Like, we're going to go to, like, the Guinness factory. I can't wait to do that. Oh, and then, like, well, that's that's just because there are other things planned already yes. with that trip. Yes. This the, Your trip right now to the Virgin Islands is just chilling. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Like, I'm excited for it, but I'm not excited for it. Yeah. In the way of, like, I'm excited that I get to go. I'm not excited as, like, can't wait to do yeah. blank. So, I am excited. But not, you know, overly excited, I guess. Fair enough. Okay, so as we mentioned, very quick episode today. We don't have too, too much to talk about. Too, too much on two, 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 Come on now. two, two, two. That's why you can pay the big bucks. Uh, I will say thank you to everyone who reached out following our last episode. I had probably more people than we have ever than I have ever received, mm-hmm. reached out either directly to me or via social media DMs. And they were like, you're a sociopath. No, saying that that was our best episode that we've ever put out. Talk about Notre Dame football? D- yeah. They also thought you're a... So- I, was, they, I had a lot of people talk to me about how funny it was. That they thought that, like, I was like, you should just get a job for Notre Dame football because you wrote <laughs> so much about it. Like, like without... 
blink twice if you did more work on that a thousand page essay than you did for your actual work that week oh not that week he blinked twice when he said that by the <laughs> way everybody i don't nobody could see that but he did blink twice that, that day maybe i i should have used it and i'll use it right now to shamelessly plug if you do want to read my articles during the season check out irish boom notre dame football blog that i write for yeah um kind of speaking of that though i thought uh jared parker killed his press conference yes i thought it was very good Mm -hmm. me too and it it, again i i had confidence in him i'm his number one fan actually if you didn't listen to last episode but it made me more of a fan of him than i already was i mean that's what the war daddy does that's what war daddy does (laughs) (laughs) i will say on the opposite end of the spectrum for the first time since his hiring i was slightly disappointed in marcus freeman why the the fact that he came out basically right off the bat and kind of spewed the same you know without being asked i i never felt like the administration didn't support me um talking about the buyouts all of that kind of stuff one i don't think he addresses that right off the bat if it wasn't controversial and he knew that he needed to say something about it two again with my disappointment of jack swarbrick he was in the room and he the press conference should have opened up with him giving a two-minute statement about the situation because marcus freeman wasn't the one that needed to fall on that sword that should have came directly from jack and he just took the coward's way out and stood in the back of the room and, you know, locked eyes with Freeman and basically said, hey, you need to say the company line, in my opinion. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I'm not – it's tough because, like, I understand where Freeman's coming from where it's like, all right, like, I'm going to fucking – I'm going to answer this question eventually. I might as well just get out in front of it. But then it is like one of those things where it's like almost like an admission of guilt. It's like, hey, like nobody asked you to do that, right. but you're doing it anyways, which makes you sound more guilty than you are. Right. So like, but in a lot of those things too, where it's like it makes you sound more guilty than you are. You actually aren't guilty. You're just making yourself look bad. So like, I'm not disappointed in in him. Like, he was gonna say that one way or another. Like that that statement was gonna come out at that press conference. Well, it wasn't like something that like you were just like, hey, that was completely out of left field. Like every like everybody in there had that that was the first question any of the reporters were going to ask and if if swarbrick was a exceptional leader like i thought that he was prior to this debacle like i said he should have gotten out front gave his statement right off the bat and then said marcus is not answering any further questions about this any questions that needed to be answered about the entire search the buyout situation should have gone directly through jack right off the bat yeah I, I mean, I agree. I, I just, the, the thing that I don't agree with is I'm not disappointed in Freeman. Because I, I think he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Like, what else was he supposed to do there? Right. So that's why I'm not disappointed with him. Yeah. He, he, mean, does, he doesn't, like, what's his other option? Be like, the fucking administration fucked me over? I know. Obviously, you can't say that because they're the boss i thought he handled it i thought i thought he got put in a shitty situation which he handled well and you could tell too 
that he was uncomfortable talking about it just based on his body language. Yeah. Like I said, I I don't I don't blame Freeman for that. I think it's Swarbrick that put him in that shitty situation. Right. And more so than anything, it's Swarbrick's fault, so I'm not disappointed in Freeman. I did think he talked about Ludwig a little bit a lot, like a lot, kind of a lot. Um, a little bit a lot. A little bit a lot. <laughs> kind of a lot more than I think needed to be talked about. Mm-hmm. But he did kind of say what I said in the last episode, where like taking him to the hockey game was basically just being like, yeah, like this is how we sell recruits. And like, you know, you're here for more than just the the football team. It's the whole experience and talking to Coach Jackson is really good. And that's what we do for like a lot of guys, which I agreed with in the last podcast. Yeah. I don't know. It is I, what it is. We're moving forward. I like I said, Jared Parker. I'm a big fan. Shed some light. Officially endorses Jared Parker. Also, the only thing that I'm not a fan of Jared Parker is how he spells his fucking name. Jared. Uh, Jared is spelled with a J. Yeah, not a G. Like he's always going to be Gerard to me. Oh, or Gerald. It, no, I always, I always in my head pronounce it uh, Gerard. 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 Gerard Parker. No, because... Jared. No, okay, so both of those are spelled with a J. Jared is J-A-R-E-D. Gerard is J-A-R-O-D. G, anything that starts with a G is like a Gerald. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like when Jeff spells his name G-O-F-F. Yeah. Fuck that guy, whoever spells your name like that. Again, it's the only thing, that's my only knock. Jared Parker, go get your fucking name changed. Spelled differently. Yeah. Gerard. Garfield. So that's all I have Notre Dame football-wise. I think that's all Notre Dame football-wise for me, too. Um, do you have anything baseball, White Sox, or baseball uh, Well, general? can we stick on football for a second? Sure. So the XFL Oh, yeah, started. yeah, yeah. We forgot about that the other yeah, episode. Did you, did you watch the end of the San Antonio Brahmas game? I can't say that I did. So... The Brahmas gave up a 15-point lead in the final like minute and a half. So what happened was, have you seen how they do onside kicks? No. So, I've, literally, I've seen like five minutes of the XFL. Okay. Have you, well, first of all, have you seen how they do kickoffs? No. So how they do kickoffs is both teams stand like 10 yards away from each other. Okay. At like the th- like the 30 yard line and then the kicker's all the way like back where the kicker normally is okay and then neither of the teams are allowed to move until the the kickoff the kickoff guy catches the ball so it eliminates like the like sprinting at each other and like getting a bunch of concussions by like running at each other Ooh, that's interesting yeah and then instead of onside kicks you just have to convert a fourth and 15 (laughs) now what i don't know about this because Whoever the Brahmas were playing converted the fourth and fifteen, mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure the ball is at like the twenty-five or thirty yard line. Okay, and so you have to go like you know seventy yards basically. Right. So I don't know if you don't convert that fourth and fifteen, do they just get the ball at the thirty? That's the one thing I don't know. But basically, what happened was the Brahmas gave up a touchdown with like a minute and a half left, gave up the fourth and fifteen, and then they got scored on again to lose. Are a 15-point lead. Are we doing this like we did the USFL where we're picking teams? 
to I root mean, for. we can. I thought we were just rooting for the Brahmas because Jack Cohen was the quarterback. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I honestly don't even know any of the other teams' names. Do you do you, do you want do you want me to look them all up? We can do a nice little like raffle them off. I mean, we don't necessarily have to raffle them off, but we can we can at least check out what we're dealing with here. All right, how many teams we got here? It looks like we got like eight teams. Okay. If I can find this. Let's go to the standings. There we go. Yeah, eight teams. Okay. We've got the St. Louis Battle Hawks. The nice. DC Defenders. Okay. I actually knew multiple people that were at the DC Defenders game. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, the Seattle Sea Dragons. The something Vipers. Vegas? Vegas. Vegas Vipers, the Vs. The Arlington Renegades. The Houston Roughnecks. The Orlando Guardians and the San Antonio Brahmas. Hmm. Okay. Do you do you want to do like a random pick? Um Brahma stock buy low right now because they're 0 and 1. Yeah, I mean, I like the Brahmas for Jack Cohen. Do we know if there's any other Notre Dame players in the XFL? No clue. Unless you want me to go team by team and nah, check them we, out. We, we don't have to worry about that, but I guess we could do a... I guess we could do a draft of them. I will say that the Vegas Vipers and whatever that the first team was, like the Battle Hawks or whatever. The St. Louis Battle Hawks? Yeah, those two have the coolest logos. Oh, the Sea Dragon's pretty cool. Yeah, but I feel like Seattle just um, overdoes the double S's. The Sea Dragons, the Seahawks, the... S- basically it. it. It used to be Supersonics. Supersonics. Okay, so then do you just want to go, like, from the top here, one, two, three? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Are we? And then are we both doing the same team? Are we rooting for the same team? Well, I think both of our teams is the Brahmas like you said, just for Jack Cohen, but then mm-hmm. like we have to have an alternate team. So is this like the, the Shed Some Light team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just do one team between the two of us. Okay. I think Number we got eight. the Brahmas. We just got the Brahmas Let's again. go. It's <laughs> Destiny right there. <laughs> got Brahmas, the Brahmas. Team of Destiny. Team of Destiny. Shout out to the Brahmas, baby. All right. Well, and where yeah. are they from? Uh, San Antonio. San Antonio, of course. We also we also got, uh, that's, that's the Rocks team. Because he's the Bromble. Okay. And he owns the XFL. Do we have a roster of this, this oh, squad? Oh, here? yeah. And I'm pretty sure Heinz Ward is our coach, one of our coaches. Oh, nice. Let's see if we have anyone else from Notre Dame. Just doing a quick scroll through here. Not a lot of. Oh, LJ Mack. Let's go. Here we go. Oh, we got a USC guy. Darian Mama. Quite the squad here. I don't know. Too many of them. I mean, we're scrolling through this pretty fast. We got Kobe on our team. Kobe. Is that San Diego State? Mm-hmm. Nice. Got a Navy guy. Okay. All well, right. There we go. That's the Brahmas. the Brahmas. The Brahmas, baby. Official team of Shed Some Light in the XFL. <laughs> that's my Brahma right there. It's a bull, isn't it? Yeah, dude. <laughs> He's blowing your nose in the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there's your there's your XFL talk for the week. 
tune in next tune in next time not even next week just next time i will say uh i i made it known to you jack i need to make it known to the listeners i am going to be following nascar this year just watched the daytona 500 this past sunday uh upcoming i think what is it the auto club 400 this upcoming sunday so daytona went into overtime am i dumb or was the daytona 500 not 500 laps i don't think it's laps i think it's miles that's bullshit i think it's i think it's 500 miles that's bullshit should just be the amount of laps (laughs) like the indy 500 is not 500 laps news to me learn something new every day yeah there you go see that's why i'm locked in on nascar also, fucking lame-ass way to end that race. Yeah. Well, I said overtime was kind of cool until it ended, like, basically under caution. Yeah. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. gets a, the W on the year, so. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is a pimp name. It's a perfect NASCAR name. The Stenhouse family. But if you say it like that, it kind of makes him sound like very white-collar. The Stenhouse family also sounds like they could be really good at lacrosse. Yeah. They can go either way. That's, exactly. It's, it's very uh, it's, dynamic. It really get, it really hinges on the first name. Ricky. Ricky Stenhouse. Like, yeah, that, that guy's driving NASCAR. Plus, you throw in the junior at the end? Yeah. What about, like, uh, Robert Stenhouse? That guy's playing lacrosse. That guy is a that financial guy's an, manager. I was about to say an accountant, for sure. But then you could Bob Stenhouse. Bobby Stenhouse could be another race car driver. <laughs> Bobby Stenhouse could definitely be a race car driver. Yeah, that's true. I kind of like that name too. Bobby Stenhouse. <laughs> we'll reach out to Ricky Stenhouse and see if he wants to name his kid Bobby Stenhouse. It's for the boys. Hey, Ricky, we got a good name for your future son, Robert, and then you call him Bobby. Because then he can transition to Robert later in life when he fulfills the Robert name. Or if he goes massive redneck, he could just go Bobbert Stenhouse. <laughs> Bob Stenhouse. Bobby Stenhouse. <laughs> Bobby Stenhouse sounds like he's about to sell you some used cars. <laughs> he's got a, a mean used car dealership with, like, maybe a petting zoo in the back, too. <laughs> uh, I, w- I do want to move on to what I think is has become the most irrelevant of the all-star sporting events oh yeah the nba all-star weekend was this past weekend i'll tell you what i watched seven and a half minutes of the all-star game i i forgot the all-star game was going on until i flipped through the channels and saw the draft happening i actually watched most of the draft and then I, I saw just a anything. couple minutes of the game, and that was my extent of NBA All-Star viewing. I saw Mac McClung won the dunk contest, which was, that was pretty, pretty cool. That was pretty sick. He's played two NBA games in his career. Yeah, so um, I so I, I got a couple changes to All-Star Weekend. Okay. Um, one being the dunk contest. Just go and get professional dunkers. I don't give a fuck who I see dunk the ball. I'm just looking for the coolest dunk. Okay. I, I don't give a fuck if these guys are in the league or not. Like, just go get dudes who all they do is dunk. I think there needs to be two dunk contests. One for, like, the professional dunkers and then one for, like, the trampoline dunkers. Like, I want to see people just go, like, 15 feet in the air and then come down and slam it. Or 
uh, one for kids under the age of like 10 and they get a nerf hoop <laughs> i swear to god dude i've seen some fucking sick ass like tiktoks of like some kids do like you see the one kid who kissed the rim the other day on a I dunk did. like that's elite but for the nerf uh hoop dunk contest you need to build like bedroom walls yeah. around it so that you have like yes. something to throw it off of yes it'll be a remote dunk contest yeah it'll be in, it'll be in the locker room Ooh, there we go. It'll just be straight up in the locker room. But then they have to pipe in the crowd noise into there so that the kids can feed off of it. Oh, they can hype. They can hear it. They'll be able to hear it. Yeah. And then, like I said, just just go get, like, professional dunkers. I I genuinely don't give a fuck. Like, besides Mac and McClung, I knew zero other people in the dunk contest. Yeah. It was cool back in the day when there were, like, actual big games in the dunk contest. Yeah. Like, I think the last, like, big, and I guess they weren't at the time, like, really big names, but it was the Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon. Yeah, and even at the time, they weren't big names. Yeah. The last, the last like, true big name that I remember. Shaq versus Nate Robinson, or Dwight Howard versus Nate Robinson. Oh, I was going to say the Blake Griffin Kia year. Yeah, but I don't even think he won that year, did he? Maybe he did. I thought he did. I'm pretty Maybe sure he did. he did. The last, like, really good one I remember was Nate Robinson versus Dwight Howard. Yeah. Kryptonite. Kryptonite, dude, that was elite. Yeah, but Dwight Howard also stuck the thing on the backboard, and I did that in the basement. Oh yeah, I remember so, that move in the basement. That was elite. I got tens on the basement dunk contest. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So thanks NBA for an era, another irrelevant oh. All Star weekend. And then, well, my other change, uh, take it from baseball. Go back to East versus West. Winner gets home court advantage in the finals. Make the game actually mean something. There, there needs to be some sort of competitive aspect. Dude, they the just start chucking. They just shoot half court shots. Nobody cares. Yeah, like I'm. I, I swear to God, just go back to East versus West, and make it so that the winning team gets home court advantage. There needs to be some sort of revamp because, like, even the Pro Bowl weekend for the NFL like took a massive dip. Like, I, I don't. It's not very meaningful. Like. But they even recently started adding in all of these other, Yeah, they like, start playing, like, flag football and sh- like Yeah, that. like the random, like, cool catch contest yeah. or whatever it was. Like, they've done something to try and help out viewership there. And NBA All-Star Weekend has just gotten stale, in my opinion. Who won the three-point contest this year? No, I, I don't even know who was in it. I know Damian Lillard was in it, and that was it. Couldn't tell you. Like I said, I did not watch any of it besides the draft in about seven and a half minutes of the game. Damian Lillard hey, won. Let's go. Shout out to Damian Lillard. Legend. Ooh. I'm a big fan of Damian Lillard. Okay. That's all the sports I got. Um, Liam Hendricks said he's going to pitch this year. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. Team of Destiny. I did. As long as Billy Hamilton makes the opening day roster, Team of Destiny. It's early to deem it, but I've, I've actually been listening to quite a few interviews coming out of spring training too, and I like what I'm hearing. T.A. seems like he's pretty locked in, and uh, T.A. highest selling jersey at the World Baseball Classic. There you go. Pedro, nobody likes the White Sox. Pedro Grafal seems to have been able to change the team's mentality. Um, I feel like under Tony, they were very, very lackadaisical in the way that they played spring training games. And Pedro had a really good quote. I, I'm going to butcher it, but it was something how, like, you know, you can't win a World Series in spring training, but you, you can, can definitely lose it. lose it. Yeah. Well, it was funny because there's a bunch of videos from spring training coming out, and it's them doing, like, 
like fucking middle school level fundamentals like mm-hmm. pop flies yelling i got it sliding stuff like that and this one guy that i follow on white Sox twitter was like this simple drill of calling i got it on a pop fly has brought more joy to my face than anything tony larusa did in the past two years <laughs> <laughs> i was like can you believe that we are like getting hyped up about an mlb team doing fundamental drills in spring training like that was where the bar was set yeah that's insane. But hey, shout out to the White Sox doing fundamental drills. Also, we signed Elvis Andrews. Yes. Resigned him. Thank God. Took Back you, to second base. Took you fucking long enough. I'm I'm pre- I'm a pretty big fan of the what the starting lineup should be. Yeah, so run me through right now. Run me through your one through nine. How are you putting them out there? Oh, I don't know this off the top of my head right now. I saw it on Twitter the other day. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you I'll go catcher and around the horn, okay? Okay. Uh, yeah, as a catcher, Yoan at third, Tim at short, Elvis at second, Vaughn at first, uh, Ben and Tendi in left, Luis in center, Colas in right, Eloy's DHing. How are you putting them out there one through nine? Um, hold on, hold on. Okay. So this is this is what I saw and what I'm kind of a fan of as of right now. I'm going TA leadoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benintendi mm-hmm. in the two, Luis at three, mm-hmm. Eloy at four, yep. Vaughn at five, yep. Yoan at six, yep. Yaz at seven, yep. Colas at eight, yep. LV Andrews, hundred percent table setter, hundred percent. And thank you to uh, Shy Sox fan Mike on Twitter for giving me that answer. I think I mean I think like anybody with half a brain, that's their lineup. Yeah, and then. The, the, the thing about that lineup is it hinges a lot on how good Oscar Colas actually is. Because if he is actually as good as he says he is, I'd flip him and Benintendi. Yeah. Just, Just to give him more at bat. Exactly. Exactly. But, like, especially to start the season. For the first couple of months of the season, I'm keeping him down in the, like, eight or, eight right. or nine. You don't, you don't want to put any added pressure on him. Yeah. You know, he... Any contributions that you get from your eight-hole hitter is just a positive. Yeah. Um, And then I also think what I think not a lot of people are talking about is, is Yaz okay with batting in the seven-hole? Like, that's pretty far down the line for what Yaz is normally used to. Again, though, I think you go in with the same mindset that you do Oscar Colas. Yaz coming off last season was either not playing very well or hurt the entire mm-hmm. time so put him in a non-pressure s- spot in the batting lineup yeah and let him work his way up yeah i'm i'm saying it coming from a perspective of like if i'm yes right and mm-hmm. i know i didn't have a good year last year and mm-hmm. i'm used to batting i'll say in the top half of the lineup if pedro comes out and he's like hey yes like you're you're batting five for me if I'm Yaz, I'm like, damn, like this guy like believes in me. He like knows that I I like I gotta perform for him. If I get put in the seven hole, and I hope this is not his mentality, but I could see a mentality of like, what the fuck, I'm in the seven hole, like this bullshit, and then he like mentally checks out and then the fucking the dominoes fall. You can look at it from the flip side of the coin though, that top to bottom that lineup is dangerous. Like the opposing pitcher does not get a break. Sure, sure, sure. Yaz sure. is batting seventh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you. There's no outs that are going to be easy. Yeah, and the biggest thing is they just have to stay fucking healthy. Yep. Like they, was there was there any changes to like the training staff? I fucking hope so. Because those guys the, oh, okay. didn't seem to know what they were doing. This is this is where, as coming from a training background, I will, I will defend this a little bit. There's only so much training you can do, to a to a point where, like one misstep and you're fucked. Right. You right. could have you could have the strongest fucking hamstrings, the strongest hips, the strongest ACL, whatever the fuck you want. It's a freak of nature play most of the time where like, you know you're just running and bang like a, a, a centimeter difference is what causes you to like pull something so like the training staff yes plus like 90 percent of those guys don't work out with the white Sox staff out of season yeah so like i think the white Sox staff takes a lot of shit for that because they're the ones that are like you know dealing with them in season but most of the like the pressure and the, and the preparation is from dudes outside of that sure also going back to the fundamentals like you saw who was it fucking Eloy when he got hurt when he was just like running for a base and he just overstretched like that's just something that like you practice like hey don't fucking make a overextend like, yeah, yourself don't don't try to reach what you normally take in two steps in one step like right. you're just gonna fucking hurt yourself yeah so their 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 biggest enemy is literally health it's not anybody in their division it's not anybody outside of their division it is can you stay healthy because, like, ge- like, genuinely, how many games do you think they played as a full lineup last year? Less 20? than 10. I was going to say 20 of the whole season. Like, first, first like, couple home games, home stretches, and, yeah. like, an, an away stretch, and that was it. And then it was just, like, fucking downhill from there. Mm-hmm. We do have at least two new rule changes coming this year. Bigger bases and no shift. Yeah, so I saw a way that you can technically be still have the shift. Okay. So the rule, I believe, and I'm paraphrasing here, is you have to have two people on each on the infield on each side of second base. Okay. So how they were saying to beat the shift is, and a lot of times that shift comes on, on a left-handed batter, so you're shifting to the right. You take your left fielder and you put him in between the second baseman and the first baseman with his like toes almost on the dirt because it's technically three people in the outfield there's no sh- there's no rule change for shifting in the outfield you shift your center fielder over to left center you shift your right field over to over to right center you basically play two outfielders and your left fielder is now that shift so Makes sense, but why would you bring your left fielder all the way over to the right side and not just bring your right fielder in and shift center and left over to the right? Because if you are a left-handed batter, you're most likely going to, if you hit a pop fly, going to be to right field. So you would rather have your right fielder, who is used to playing there, be Mm. over there already. I see. You don't want to have your center fielder running into the out-of-bounds or the foul pole. Gotcha when your right fielder's used to playing that. So that's why you bring the left fielder because there's a, a not the biggest chance that he's going to that, hit. That's going to be a pretty funny uh, lineup I, if yeah. some team does that because you have so much space in the outfield to work with as a Yeah. Hitter. But like also, like, I don't know how practical that's going to be. Yeah. Like, your left fielder isn't going to be good at fucking taking ground balls. 
on like the edge of the dirt. Right. Like he's not gonna be able to do that like a second baseman would. So that's that's one that I just saw like thrown out there. I don't know if any teams will actually do that, but like technically, if you're going by the rules, that is how you beat the shift. There you go. And then did you see there's a rule on like position players pitching? No. You can only do it at certain times now. Oh, what? When you're like up by a lot and or losing by a lot and it has to be like the eighth inning or a uh, pass or some shit like that. Every once in a while, those are pretty fun games. Yeah. Speaking of rules, did you see in college baseball at least uh, the excessive celebration rule? No. So this kid from Washington went pretty viral for this. Uh, he This kid got ejected for this after hitting a game-tying home run in the sixth inning and i'll show you the video after this because it is absolutely fucking ridiculous he he hits a no doubt game tying home run in the sixth inning he walks to first base a little bit doesn't bat flip does like the just kind of like toss it to the side on the ground yeah high fives the coach at first runs around first around second as he's coming in second like behind the third base line is their dugout he slaps his chest twice and then underlines like the washington on his jersey Mm -hmm. rounds third does the like the low high five whatever it is with scoop yeah with the third base coach hits home plate you know how the college players do all like the tip of the cap and then they like hit each other guy comes out of the dugout they do the like the jump and like elbow fist pound and he walks in the dugout and he got ejected for excessive celebration so what defines it i guess it's the ump's discretion that's dumb but literally got ejected, which is like it's such bullshit too. And they're calling technicals for it in in NCAA basketball now too. It's like you're taking the emotion out of the game. It's the same thing with the NFL. Yeah, just like if, if let them have fun. I was gonna say if you're an elite athlete and you do something that puts your team ahead or wins the game or whatever the circumstances are, you deserve to celebrate. Yeah, and it's like we I think we talked about it either last year or two years ago, and I was like dude college baseball is electric like they do all this like shit talking to each other and it's fucking awesome you just like killed the one thing that made college baseball like insanely fun so does is like notre dame's entire team gonna get ejected for doing the boom celebration so i do know that there is a i think you get if you bring a prop onto the field you can do it in the dugout so you can still have props in the dugout like you know how people do like the coat or shit like that like you can still do that if you bring it onto the field i think you get a warning and then ejected but then the excessive celebration rule, I'm not 100% sure what dictates excessive celebration. That's stupid. Yeah, dude. Fuck that. Fuck the NCAA. Let the kids have fun. Also, like, no offense. Like, baseball's a sport that I, I feel like it's become, it's kind of the pendulum swung back into it being a lot more popular. But, like, if you're trying to get young kids to play baseball, they don't want to see these dudes be fucking robots in college. Yeah, exactly. Like, they want to see them have a lot of fun and be like, oh, like, let's go. I did see, though. Uh... Instead of a bat flip, they're they're not doing bullpen celebrations. So one team with like the bullpen out in like right field, when some dude hit a nuke, they all just jumped up, straddled the wall, and then acted like they were riding oh. bulls out there. I was like, dude, that's elite. I like I'm that. so down okay. for that, dude. Fuck bat flips. I mean on bullpen celebrations. There you go. There you go. Love it. That is, you got any other sports? Notre Dame lacrosse, two no. Boom. I will say, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a recurring guest come back on to discuss the White Sox season, give you a Sox season preview. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Um, I think you don't have any dumb thoughts, do you? Well, I got one that kind of just popped up as I was, as we were talking. Mm-hmm. Let me go. Sure. Um, the only other thing is the best things in the world that start with S. I got a list. Sports. Sports. I mean, you can't really beat that. Summer. Can't really beat that. Sleep. Need it. Singing. Um, s- socks. The white socks. White socks. Sierra. Yep. Got to be on the list. Um, I'm gonna disagree a little bit with socks. <laughs> <laughs> I was socks saying S-O-X, comma white. Okay. Okay, that's good. S O C K S. I'm. Socks are properly rated. Yeah, they're, they're they do just their, right in the middle. They do their job, but like at the end of the day, like first thing I take off when I get home, my socks. Sandwiches. Sandals. Swimming. Southern C. California. C, being able to see. But not USC. Yeah, no, no, no. Just like the actual. C. Like I can see. Yes. I and the and C. S-E-A. S-E-A. Actually, S-E-A. no. I th- I'm going to take back the I, just S-E-E for me. <laughs> not a big S-E-A. No, the, yeah, the C scares me. Like I'm not going deeper than knee deep in the ocean. What's the difference between an ocean and a sea? Um, I feel like a sea is kind of like a gulf. A gulf is more towards the land, like you're surrounded by land. On yeah, yeah, sides. yeah. I feel like there's like a ranking, and like gulf is low, sea is the next thing that you make it to, and, yeah, and ocean's, ocean's the biggest. Like your big dog. Yeah. I don't know what the actual difference Neither is. Neither do I. Makes sense in my mind. Yeah. Um. Okay, my one dumb thought, unless you have anything else. That's all I got. Um. Not dumb thought, but it, it kind of dawned on me when we were talking about vacations. I wish it was more publicly acceptable to go on vacations by yourself. Hmm. Interesting take. Like I like sometimes I just need to fucking I want to go to Hawaii. Like I want to I want to go to the beach, but I also want to be by myself. Yeah, I mean I get that. I don't know how sustainably fun that would be though like it would be cool for maybe 48 hours yeah that's all you need i'm not talking about i'm not i'm not taking a week vacation by myself well i'm always trying to take a week vacation sure i also like shout out to barstool trent he was the one that came up with this just an app for dudes to eat dinner together but not fuck each other (laughs) (laughs) he just wants a bro to like eat with and i feel that like that's what we that's what a vacation should be, right? I should be able to go on a vacation with like me and a, me and my bros, and then like we just all hang out for meals, and then we just go do our separate thing. Sure. I just want to make that more like publicly acceptable. Okay. Just wanted to let you know. There you go. Anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, that is where we are wrapping up. Shed some light, episode two hundred twenty-two. We will be back in ten plus days couldn't give you an exact timeline i don't know it'll be sometime in the future so jack enjoy your vacation thank you hope everyone enjoys a little time off from us i'm sure you'll get smarter probably not having to listen to us (laughs) but uh in the meantime keep them cold keep them cold everyone